for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We're back. It's Matt and Justin. <laughs> Golden Spaces, not as the original podcast. I'm trying to look the energy because it's the day after the game first the Pelicans last night and I'm still annoyed I'm still annoyed like I'm annoyed with the squad but we're gonna look to some positives right um they played a game prior to that um the night before Justin and I maybe should have recorded that night instead but we chose to wait till after both games were concluded um versus Houston which was also sort of like an interesting game because they came out hot which is not shocking because it's the starters and it's the Rockets. And then the bench came in. <laughs> <laughs> and it went to shit pretty quickly, Justin. It went to shit pretty quickly. But also yeah, yeah. it was interesting because did, did was Loon the only starter out there? He still ran like a primarily bench lineup, right? Who was out there? I'm oh, trying to that, Do you remember who was on the court? Loon was out there in the first half. And they made the adjustment of uh, putting Draymond in his spot in the second half and it seemed like they found something with that lineup yeah and so but I mean just I guess what I'm questioning is the choice in general to do like that whole lineup and just loon out there like I I feel like you need a real difference maker out there like Dre or you got to have like two of the starters out there like these predominantly mostly bench lineups I feel like we've seen they don't work and so that's when I say it was interesting trust like why are we still doing that like I get the lead was massive so maybe he thought I don't know, we can get by, but haven't we seen them like blow these really big leads? I mean, why are we still doing that? Like, like it doesn't work. Like, unless you're changing the players, unless we get some different players on the squad, it doesn't work. So I just don't know why we're doing that. And like the whole lead evaporated, you let Houston get their confidence. And that's sort of what like Steph was talking about, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just about the fact that like games are close, but it's like why those games were close, right? Like you allowed a team to get back in it they get momentum, they're confident. And then like, now you can't really like break away and get, I mean, you can, but like, and then how many times do you have to keep doing that? Right. Like keep going out there and like winning the game. So um, I wish they would have just like kept their foot on the gas and, you know, it was really just that one, like second quarter that period, but then the game was close for the rest of the game versus them kind of just like, you know, to me, if you just put your, you know, your foot on their throats, like on their necks, like mad early, like then maybe the guys are resting the fourth quarter. Maybe, I don't know what this team, but you, you build a big (laughs) enough lead that like they really can rest and they don't exert themselves a lot. And then maybe they can play a back to back. I don't know. I just, to me being in a dog fight with, with, with the Rockets is not ideal. Obviously clay looking more like himself is Steph also just had a incredible game. But like, I just, I, 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 I'm just not a fan of like what occurred in the second quarter. Yeah. And I think that might've been the original plan to have them like crush the Rockets and then sit in the fourth and then have enough energy to play the next night. And then it just didn't happen that way. And they were like, well, we're not going to play uh, tomorrow because y'all had to essentially win this game twice. Like you have to do every game. Um, and yeah, it's just it's getting annoying. It's it's very clear that they have to outsource at some point, bring in somebody, 
particularly a front court player that can just help them. But we did see that Draymond helps that second unit just because he he plays with pace and the the defensive intensity that he brings. Obviously, Looney brings uh, a certain level of defense as well, but he's he doesn't play as fast as Draymond does, and I think that unlocked a lot of the guys. And he's not a guy who can run the offense like Draymond can as far as being at the top of the key and making those quick reads and stuff like that, right? He's more so set a screen, he gets the ball in the roll, and then he can make the pass out of the roll like that. He's not like an initiator at the top of the key. Um, so that that unlocks some things for them. Uh, I think they thought maybe Anthony Lamb can fill some of that role. Again, he's a fringe NBA player. That's why he's on a two-way, so you can't really lean on a guy like that to be able to do that. So, yeah, maybe they can like play with that lineup a little bit more, um, put Draymond in there. I do think Wiggins should be in that second lineup as well. Uh, him and JP typically have some pretty good scoring chemistry um, and can put up some, at least carry the offense. And then having him next to Draymond as well, Wiggins next to Draymond, it should make sure that the defense isn't crazy out there. Uh, yeah. And he's, and Draymond's just another guy that just sometimes he turns it over, but he's just a stabilizer, you know, kind of like Andre used to be for the second unit. He's not going to go out there and, and do a lot of crazy things. If they have two, three possessions in a row where they get bullshit up, He's going to make sure they get into a, a good set the next play. So uh, I think that's a change they probably should keep going forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he did it, which is probably hard for him because he likes to play Steph and Dre like all their minutes together. And this is my thing. It's like you got to just be able to switch shit up sometimes, Steve. And so I thought that was a good decision. And I hope I see more of that, you know, Dre out there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do like Andrew out there with them as well. So let's see. Let's see what happens. But they came out of that game with a win. Um, and like clay got going really early and they needed it too. Um, mm -hmm. cause Steph he wasn't let the like game come early. To yeah, he did just, um, he let the game come to him and I saw a lot of the, um, you, the apology report that, that, that card that people put on Twitter, like the form to fill out for like your apologies. I, I still <laughs> think people are going like a little, okay. So look, th yes, were there people like really slandering Clay and being outrageous? Sure, but that's Twitter. That's what people do, you know? Um, but a lot of the criticism was just valid, constructive criticism. It wasn't too crazy in my opinion. And mm -hmm. I don't know, fan base really struggles. Like, I mean, they don't, there's some people who get defensive about everyone. People might say, Nat, like pot kettle because you're defensive about stuff. But like, seriously, like, with Clay, it's this thing where like Clay cannot be talked about negatively in any way, no matter what. And I just think that shit is stupid. You know, like, I, you know, I had a back and forth with someone because they were like, at least I understand, you know, Clay struggles, right? But like, we're kind of going in on Jordan. And I was like, well, you understand Clay struggles. Why? Because I feel like everyone just keeps talking about the fact that he had two injuries. Clay can't, this is his second season back. You're actually supposed to be better in your second season back. Like what we're seeing on the court is not because of his injuries. It's him pressing. It's him taking like weird shots. Like that has nothing to do with his injuries. It's like him wanting to prove he's still Clay. <laughs> you know, that's not like his injuries that are keeping him back. I understand that he didn't have the off season. So his conditioning is off. And that's something none of us were prepared for. We didn't know that was going to happen. But 
that's still not like the fact that he had the injuries two years ago. Like, yes, it sucks. And I empathize, but that's not what's causing this bullshit play right now on the court. So it can be criticized. And I don't need to empathize with his injuries from two years ago. I empathize that like he lost two years. You're not going to make it all back up, but you still got to play smart on the floor and help the team. Right. And so, um, you know, and I said with Jordan, I think there's this idea like, look, we don't know. I don't know what what Jordan's issue is, but I think I I truly believe that people are undervaluing how much the situation with Dre affected things, right? Like, um, and and just everything. Like Jordan went through a lot this summer. You had that. You had, um, he signed a big contract, which I know that most people just think it's good, but it's a lot of change. There's the expectations now, because even though he's not making that big money yet this year, right? He still has the expectations of that contract. You put him out there with this unit, which he's struggling to carry. And I get it. I get both arguments. I get the whole, well, why should we reward him for bad play and start him? And I wasn't one of the people advocating that Jordan should be started, right? But people are like, he just has to figure it out. I'm like, do you think if that was Clay, he could be able to figure it out? Like, they all get the benefit. He's a starting level player. That's why Dre called him a six starter. He is a starting level player. But he is forced to have to work with these guys right? Like, it would look better if Steph was out there, but Steph, it wouldn't be great for him either. When we see Kerr put Steph out there with these stupid-ass lineups sometimes, and we're like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you making it harder on him? Like, to me, it's a very similar thing with Jordan. There are things that Jordan's still, like, you know, all the freaking hezzies and and, and over-dribbling, like, all that shit, you know, yes. But some of it is also like the position he's being put in. And I don't feel like he's getting the grace for that or the fact that he went through something too because people don't think of like, it's like, oh yeah, your teammate just punched you in the face. Move on from that. You know, like, like I think people mm-hmm. are undermining that things like that have lingering impacts. They just do, you know? And so because it's not visible like an injury because you're not out for it doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve some courtesy and grace from us too so that's sort of how i feel sorry i went on for a long time just no i I feel you i feel you and and i definitely agree um and for the most part i agree that he's just not being put in the best position um off the bench especially with the roster i mean with the with the lineups that he's been put in the roster is just not great off the bench it's not and it's not the type of players he has he needs around him in order for him to play his best there's a reason why he plays best with the starters because they have guys that know their roles know how to set him up play defense so he doesn't have to go out there and you know do things that he's not capable of doing on a defensive end yet and it just puts him in the best position right guys where he can kind of play off ball and blend his on and off ball stuff he can't do that in the second unit because they're not guys that can find him especially in the front court that play in the second unit they don't, they don't pass him the ball well. They just do handoffs because they can't make those backdoor cat passes and stuff like that. And then it just devolves into him doing an ISO against his defender and the next defender behind him, all that type of stuff. He has to score on multiple people. And that's probably why he's doing a 1,000 hezzies because he really wants to get open, open, but he can't because the defense is all focused on him because he doesn't have guys around him that can make the defense uh, second guess whether or not they need to focus on him or someone else. So... It's just it's just been uh, I think a disservice to him so far, um, 
both on the roster construction side and on the coaching side, I think. Yeah, and when people I mean, it, say – when people say he's upset he's not starting, I think it's more that, like, he wants to start because – well, of course, the players want to start. But I think it's more to the to the latter point you were making, that, like, it's the skill set of the players. Like, if you had players who had a similar skill set, even if it wasn't as great as the starters around him – on the second unit, he'd be able to do more, right? And so I feel like that's something that's getting lost. People are just like, oh, you can't just like not want to play and throw tantrums because you're not starting. I don't think it's about starting. I think it's about not putting him in the best position to succeed. And it's like, you want him to figure it out. That's his role. And I'm like, is it his role? Like, I mean, like, I just don't think if you took any of the starters and put them in that same position as him, that they would have way more success either. Right. And Mm -hmm. he's a starting level player that doesn't get to start. The other starters were starting level players who get to start. (laughs) Right. It's as simple simple as that. Right. We started out the season where he was essentially turned into CP three, trying to just run a thousand pick and rolls with James Wiseman. Right. Um, and then we take Rosman out of the rotation and it's like, all right, just go back to, to doing you, but with way worse players around you, like try to do what you do in the starting lineup, but everybody else around you is just considerably worse than <laughs> your starting counterpart would be. Um, it's just, it's, it's a weird ask. And like I said before, he's still developing. So this is probably his first time with these expectations on his back playing next to guys that can't really help him do what he needs to do. Uh, while teams are scouting for him now. While, exactly. And while teams are scouting for him. So it's just, it's just weird. It's a weird position for him to be in. And it, it all comes back to just get, get him particularly more help off the bench and get the starters more help overall by bolstering their bench. Uh, so it's, it all comes back down to that to me. Okay. Well, I think we've said all that we can say about the dubs. Sorry, the energy wasn't greater for this one, guys, but we got to be honest about what's going on here. Um, (laughs) I still think there is a path for the Warriors to win it off. I'm not at a point yet where I think like they have no chance, but they got to make changes. Yeah, there for sure is. Um, Yeah, it it starts with that, getting, getting the roster in a better position. And I do think they need to manage how they use the the intern the people they have on the roster now a little bit better, right? They need to redistribute roles and not expect certain guys to be able to perform at a level that maybe guys from the past have performed at. It's just it's an unfair ask because they're just not that caliber of player. So you got to go out and get somebody, and then you got to you know use the guys that you have appropriately, mainly the young guys. Yeah, and I think I think one other thing that Dre said that. I think fell a little under the radar for people is when he talked about like Jordan plays like Steph, like he's not saying exactly, but I think he means like the kinds of actions they try to run out there and what he does. Right. Right. If you think like I, if people think back to when Sean Livingston was there, when, when they came in, they didn't, they played differently. That second unit, they didn't play Mm -hmm. like the first unit. Right. But he's not Sean Livingston. He's not that kind of player, right? And so you don't have the guys around him to play the way 
that he needs to play if you want him to leave that second unit, right? Like mm-hmm. Sean Livingston came, he slowed down the tempo. <laughs> there was some cutting. It and, was it was just much simpler sets. Right. And and a lot of the time he was out there playing with Dre and Clay and, and Clay. Like they were the two main guys from the starting lineup that that were in that bench lineup. And it was a lot of times Sean, Clay, Andre, Draymond, and like whoever the the backup center was at the time, right? And they just primarily locked teams down and the offense wasn't great, but they were just stable. And they were like, all right, we're not going to lose this lead. Like we might lose it a little bit, but we're not going to lose it by 10 points. It might be two point deficit or something like that. And now it's like, well, we got a ton of young guys. So we try to got, got score, 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 because we're not going to stop them. And then they just not scoring because they don't have the personnel to run the offense uh, the way it's supposed to be run. And it's just a disaster every time. Hmm. Golden State Warriors, I hope y'all are listening to us. We know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, note, we're going to wrap. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to another Golden Spaces. We will be back after the Clippers game. Is that the Wednesday game? Uh, Yes. Yeah, so we'll be recording again after that game. But thanks for tuning in. You may catch us on the TL this week. Not sure, but we'll let you know either way. Um, subscribe, follow, download, you know what you need to do and send us some questions. Yes. Share please. And send us questions to our mailbag, gswspaces at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, golden spaces pod. All right. Till next time.